Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 63. And I'm pumped, but the only thing is that episode 63 gives me the heebie-jeebies because it just means that there's one guy and one guy only whose number could be associated with this one. And as much as I didn't want to include him just because I hate him in our player matchup, (laughs) he had to be included. Um, But yeah, episode 63, it's a big one. NHL is back. The NBA is in full swing. NFL playoffs are flying down here everyone's in lockdown stay at home so everyone's just buzzing watching sports all the time fantasy sports are going hard the uh gambling is just out of control at this point so i'm pumped man big episode 63 big episode 63 i was so immersed in the world of sports yesterday like from the probably like 6 30 p.m until 1 30 a.m i was watching sports and even when sports were done the last like pacific basketball game happened well, yeah whatever yeah i think in pacific's the west coast so that happened at like 10 p.m game finished at like 11 30 and then uh i couldn't get enough sports so what did i do i watched women's skeleton that came on tsn after <laughs> the final basketball game and was I think it, it live took place in, uh i think it was live it might have been in europe or something okay but it was it was pretty good man something to have on the tv Can't those get sports are sports. insane eh Oh like my skeleton and luge. I don't even. I was just like talking to my buddy. Like, how do you even get started in that? So, if you have any idea how you like become a like, is it just like competitive tobogganing? And just, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like go karting for F one. You start in go karting, then you go to like whatever F two, and then F three, F two, F one. Maybe the like thing is though, like when someone scouts with, you, yeah, like they can fly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like the thing is with like F one and NASCAR and stuff, like people are like get in the car or they get in behind a go-kart or whatever and they're really fast and they're like yeah they love the thrill of it and stuff and then there's like almost a natural progression to it you're going from the go-kart to like a bigger cart to the formula one car whereas like luge and tabot or luge and skeleton sorry is basically like you're just ripping down the hill on your like casual hill out beside the aurora recreation complex and you're like man i like going down this hill pretty fast maybe i should throw some blades on the bottom of my toboggan and go faster <laughs> like yeah, there's no like first. step up in equipment <laughs> like no i don't get it i don't get it man these people fly doing head first if they crash i remember like in the was it the 2010 olympic games where yeah the guy died? i'm sure yeah in Vancouver, like, yeah. I remember watching that live. It was like a training run. This guy from Georgia, not the States, the Georgia near Russia. This guy just ate it into like a metal pole. Like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, because he flew off the track. Yeah, he yeah. flew off the track. Yeah. Oh my it's God. It's insane. It's terrifying. But yeah, okay. Enough talking about <laughs> Dash and the Olympics. Death, yeah. Oh um, well, it's a, it's a fitting dark start for a dark competition with the biggest rat in the league, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Episode 63, as you said before, we put up two guys with the same number against each other that are, they represent the number of the episode. And uh, this episode, Mario Kart. Mario Kart has been brought up a lot on this. And lately I've actually been getting into the swing of uh, Wii Sports a lot. Like it's been incredible. I've been playing Wii Sports Resort. uh, You know, like just the classic Mario game where you go through the worlds and like jumping over things. Yes. Breaking out of like all the boxes. Super Mario Galaxy? uh i don't actually yes yes i did that was a good one it's like the 3d world where you would like yes kind of like running around as, as like each person each like level is like circular like spherical so yeah you go like yeah. upside down and whatever like that was a pretty dope game yeah the, the wii kind of has some slept on games that are pretty incredible yeah there was like ones i was looking in the on my shelf the other day at what wii games were there and there's like do you remember like the raving rabbits and like boom blocks and stuff like that do you remember those games and I don't ever play those oh, okay. ones. Okay, so like I have those. I'm like, damn, I forgot these were even here. There's uh, like different Spider-Man games and stuff. And oh, I, I completely forgot ones. about those. But then like playing bowling and shit, it's so much fun. Like the Wii is just top-notch, honestly. That game shit was so slept on and so disrespected. Like everyone like chirping the Wii because like it wasn't as advanced, I guess, as the uh, PlayStation and, and Xbox yeah. and all that. Yeah. But fuck, man, the Wii stellar gaming system like that should be brought back it holds up heavy they should bring that shit back update the graphics like make it 
make it up to standard and i think the wii would go off nowadays like i think people would yeah, really I, like it i i think the biggest downfall for the wii was that uh the controllers required batteries i think that's the right. biggest downfall for the wii like if you could have just a wireless controller where you could charge it from the system and it would never die well i remember when amazing. we were kids we got these things and it was a battery pack that you clipped into the back of the wii that replaced interchangeable batteries and you could charge that Oh, I, I had that too, but it like broke and, and so quickly. Like, it yeah, just, like, they don't work anymore. <laughs> they don't work yeah. anymore. It, it has to be batteries in there now, but yeah. But anyways, enough about we. Let's get on with the competition here. Mario Kart, what do you think? Like we just pick a circuit. It, it doesn't have to be any specific circuit, but they just play like a four track circuit. And then the winner at the end, whoever's accumulated the most points wins of these two competitors. Yeah, we'll go like, okay, you know, in Mario Kart, where you can go, you get the four cups. And then at the yeah. end, you get like the special cup and yeah. then you can get the mirror cup, which is like <laughs> okay, all of them yeah. reversed. Yes. But then you can get uh, like the, the, like the championship where it's like all of the courses, like 16 races in total. Mm-hmm. Well, on, on Mario Kart Double Dash for the game, you had 16 races in total, but it's like every single map in the game has like one big event. So I think we should place them in that and see how they do. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, with that being said, we've broken down the competition. You guys know episode 63, players wearing representing number 63. It was kind of hard. There's nobody in the NBA who wears 63. There's one player in like the history of the NBA that I could even find. And I was like, I don't I don't even know who this guy is. So we'll just skip Some that. Joe then, yeah, it wasn't really any guys that we know in the NFL that I thought were worthy. So these two, I think, will be pretty pretty fair competitors here. So With that being said, let's head into it. Our first competitor of the Mario Kart Racing Challenge. A first round selection, number 26 overall by the Buffalo Sabres in the 2008 NHL Entry Draft. He's currently playing in his 12th season in the NHL, having played for the Buffalo Sabres, Minnesota Wild, Ottawa Senators, oh, I even forgot the Toronto Maple Leafs, and currently with the Edmonton Oilers. He has 313 points in 615 NHL games. He's a WHL champion, a Canadian World Junior gold medalist, and a world champion. He is O2K athlete. He scored six goals in a WHL game. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it on YouTube. It's one of the most impressive performances in a WHL game, maybe CHL or junior hockey game I have ever seen. A five foot nine, 161 pound forward from Edmonton, Alberta, Tyler. Ennis and his second competitor he's so despicable I don't even want to say his name I I even even like rattled to have to do this introduction but here we go a third round 71st overall selection by the Boston Bruins in the 2006 NHL draft he is currently in his 13th season in the NHL having spent his entire career with the Boston Bruins he has 649 points in 753 games played a QMJHL champion, a world junior champion, a world championship winner, and a Stanley Cup champion. But that bomb never played for Canada at the Olympics, as McGee and I found out earlier. He is a five foot nine, 181 pound rat from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Our second competitor, Brad Marchand. So, I hate that guy. <laughs> oh, dude, he's he's something else, man. Like, yeah, he's a good player. He is the scum of the earth. I, man, it's tough because they're both skilled players. Like, Marshawn obviously plays with a lot more grit than Ennis does. I don't even know if you can call that grit or just slime. Yeah, I think Um, he's got slime. (laughs) Yeah, but I think Mario Kart's a pretty, uh, I don't know. Like, the items can only do so much. I think it's a finesse game. Like, there's really no crashing and banging. I, I gotta give it to Tyler Ennis here. I just think the pure finesse, the six goal performance, probably the most electric <laughs> video I've ever seen in my life. Like yeah. one of the nicest, like if you skip ahead in that video, it's O2K athlete Tyler Ennis scores six goals in WHL game. Go to two minutes and 30 seconds and then you'll see the nicest goal probably of all time. Like this guy <laughs> is a stud. I'm giving it to Tyler Ennis, takes it, uh, takes it over Brad Marchand and Mario Kart. And then I think Brad Marchand throws his controller to the TV. Or at Tyler Ennis. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. I think Ennis too. But the only thing is that, you know what What move I figured out how to do? And it's definitely just a rat move, and but I love it is 
if you get like the bananas or you get the green shells or whatever or you get the like the three green shells or you get the mm-hmm. red shells if you hold you can hold the items behind oh, you without oh, having to drop I, them immediately all the time and i think that that is a low-key rat move right like it's not something that everyone would think to do and everyone get that gets the item and like almost panics and just throws it like just gets rid of it and i think that that's like a grizzled veteran move to just hang on to that uh hang on to that item and you just hold it behind you like you wait someone shoots a red shell at you but you got a singular banana behind you bang playing defense and stuff i kind of feel like martian's that kind of guy that being said i think that he's just he'll just get too overwhelmed and too rattled like someone will knock him off the road on rainbow road and he's gonna be throwing a tantrum he's gonna be crying like screaming at somebody trying to look for someone to lick like it's not gonna be good (laughs) i think that he's too emotional and too unstable to to keep his head in the game in this challenge and i think tyler ennis takes it I think he's just the far away winner, but I, I think Martian stays right in the race because he's going to be slimy and just greasy and figure out those like little tricks of like where you power slide off the track where and stuff to get through it. So you go faster and like get a shortcut and shit like that. Like he'll be that guy. He just won't be able to, he won't be able to like have the mental fortitude to pull out the win. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I agree. That's a good point with the, just the kind of holding the items and just, you can slime ball about it, but yeah, like I do that too. But I like on the newer on the <laughs> yeah. newer Mario Karts, like you get the shells and they circle you, and you don't have to do anything. Like items hit you and they're automatically blocked off. Yes, like the the one uh like the one I played on the GameCube is like you got those items, but you held them in your hand. So okay. like if a shell came, it would still hit you. You'd like strategically time it and throw it back at the right time to yeah. block the incoming shell, which is right. way, way more. I think it requires maybe way more skill than just like holding onto it. Agreed. Oh, 100%. 100%. You'd have to see the red shell coming at you, like, you'd be mid-drift, like, holy fuck, straighten up immediately, just time it, toss it back. Yeah. Because you gotta yeah. snipe the incoming item, whereas, like, if it just hits you, yeah. I yeah, you just got, like, a Mario barrier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it depends which Mario Kart you're playing, but I still think Tyler Ennis. So, yeah. we're, Tyler we're in agreement Ennis takes here. this one. Mario Kart champion just takes out that rat, Brad Marchand. Just, like, hate that guy. Yeah. I fucking hate that guy, man. He's such a scumbag. He's so sleazy. Would you too. would you draft him to your fantasy hockey team though? You know what? No, just on principle alone, <laughs> I couldn't do yeah. it. Like I really just couldn't do it. I I don't want him anywhere near my team or on my team at all. Bring his virtual morale down. Seriously, I like I, it, he's one of those guys where it's like, you know, okay. So obviously I'm a Leafs fan, but at the end of the day, like. When I pick a fantasy hockey team, I kind of cheer for the guys that I'm picking, obviously, right? Because I want them to do well and I want them to get points and I want to win my matchups, which I think that also just helps you as someone who enjoys sports to just enjoy the sport and not just like strictly cheer for the Leafs every single time. Like I can throw on like today earlier, I'm eating breakfast and I just throw or like lunch, whatever. And I throw on Pittsburgh, Washington game. And I'm basically just like cheering for pittsburgh and gino malkin to score goals because malkin's on my fantasy team and you can just like throw on any game and just cheer for them but brad marchand i never want to put on a bruins game and hope he gets points never yeah like i picked pasternak because i like pasternak and i could throw on a bruins game and be like i hope you lose 10-1 and pasternak scores your only goal unassisted unassisted but i'll never i could well the other guy too that i could probably pick is bergeron because i think i don't have any problem with bergeron but like martian i fucking hate that guy he's just disgusting little slime ball of a human being and a player (laughs) i just never want i don't want him anywhere even close to my fantasy team like stay away yeah don't want it don't need it dude like going going forward like it's i i enjoy that you brought up that like you kind of just like root for teams and players you would have never even known existed essentially yeah. like if, if not for fantasy and like i'm in a basketball uh fantasy league right now about to be four and oh uh and Dude, basketball is where you find it the most too that you see man i seen. i've watched i sort of got i think i've watched every single basketball game since like the season began like everything yeah and i have this one dark horse on my team 
<laughs> it was iffy because like I didn't even know the draft was going on when it was happening. So my okay. whole team was auto drafted, like from top to bottom, whole team auto drafted. But I'm in first place. Like my team is just a bunch of horses and not the most notable guys, but they get the job done. So yeah, this one guy in particular, no idea, never even heard this guy's name before because I wasn't a basketball fan really like that intensely prior to this season. And this one guy I picked up probably late, late in the draft, a guy in the Sacramento Kings, power forward slash center. Not even like, I don't even know if he was the given starter at the beginning of the season because they had, they picked up a Hassan Whiteside and this guy had to work for everything he's, he's gotten this season, Rashawn Holmes. And this guy literally puts up like 35 to 40 fantasy points a night for me. Really? I throw on the TV and he's like a big, like centerman. He's got like, Dread. He's got like a ponytail of dreads with like yeah. heads, heads, uh, sides of his head shaved. And just yeah. An absolute mutant out there. And he's hitting threes and he's blocking shots and he's just <laughs> an absolute weapon. And I was like, I've never been more like obsessed with a, a player in any sport than I am right now with Rashawn Holmes. Cause I had no idea who this guy was. And he's like, he's carrying, well, he's not carrying my team, but he's like providing value where, where it shouldn't be. And okay. So, that. I know who Rishwan Holmes is, but there's only one reason. And I didn't like say it prior to because I think it's hilarious is the only reason I know who he is, is because of 2K. And so I'll break it down to you. Basically what happened is going into the draft or whatever. So we were like the guy that we made, this is when I was playing at school with um, my buddy Hans, we would always like make this guy, make him a point guard. And he was like an all around threat, offensive threat. So he could just like sick passer, throw lobs, hit yeah. threes, dunk layups, like whatever you wanted. He was just disgusting. And uh, we were on the Raptors. And basically after the first season, win the championship, rookie of the year, win all the awards, everything. Mm-hmm. We didn't like, this is kind of our first time really playing 2K like career. So we didn't really understand like what was going to happen or how it worked. So we both we're like thinking going into the negotiations for the, our contract the next season that we could ask for a lot because we won all of this stuff and we brought Toronto a chip and we literally were like, we, we upped it from their first offer and they said no. And then we upped it from their second offer and they fully just rescinded all offers and just said like, go find somewhere else to play. And we were like, what the hell? Like we didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, we're so, the best the world's ever seen. <laughs> yeah, literally. We're averaging, we're averaging like, like 50 <laughs> points a night. <laughs> a trip. We're average, average a triple double on the season. Yeah. So we just said, all right, I'm taking my talents to Phoenix, go to this play for the Suns. And we're literally choked because we're like, the only player on this whole team is Devin Booker. Like, what the hell are we supposed to do? And then out of nowhere, Richwan Holmes, Richwan, Rashawn, however the hell you say it. This guy <laughs> comes out of nowhere and he Gets was traded. our go-to guy. He was our go-to Bro, guy. Incredible. All we would do, because he was on the Suns already at this time, all we would do is like call up for a pick and roll, roll to the basket and just throw him lobs. And he was just slamming down all the time. Or he would just run out to the corner and you just dish, like, you know, that like no look pass they just do in 2K. Oh, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. you're driving to the rack and they just go like over the head, <laughs> over the shoulder, yeah. dial to the guy in the corner. And it's always Holmes or Booker. And they're just draining threes. And we were like, we love this guy. We go request a trade back to like, we win that season. Still have like a year left on our contract. Request a trade to go to the Raptors. End up on the Raptors. Holmes just comes with us. <laughs> no, he doesn't really. Yeah. Like, did so, you ask for him to come with you or he just happened? No, no, no. He was just ended up a part of the trade. <laughs> oh my God. If Rashawn so, Holmes came to the Raptors in real life, I'd buy a jersey yesterday. Yeah, gonna, so I, we just the end up there. Raptors jersey I've ever owned. So that's the only reason like I know who this guy is because we loved playing with him in 2K. He was like the perfect partner for our specific player build. But I yeah, think that's hilarious. Yeah that he's just like your go-to yeah, fantasy man. guy right That's now unreal. he's he's dude i'm honestly probably the newest sacramento kings diehard fan like i i love i watch all the kings games and their commentators are just hilarious too like their streams are just a couple guys like they're still like buddies just like <laughs> it's just like us commenting like, raps like, <laughs> like they're making like weird noises and just like having the blast in the commentators booth like just enjoyable games to watch and he got Rashawn holmes and I had to pick up De'Aaron Fox recently in a trade. So just to give me another oh, reason to watch it, the Kings. Okay, so it was the Kings because I, I forgot like what it was. I was trying to remember the clip right now. 
Darren Fox posterized somebody in the paint and the Sacramento commentators literally are yeah, screaming. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It was like th- th- those guys every night bring the heat in the booth. And it's okay. amazing to watch. And now I got both De'Aaron Fox and I got uh, Rashawn Holmes. Gives me so some your boys. To, to watch. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Kings, I'm, there's going to be Kings jerseys just showing up at your house from AliExpress. Yeah, you'll see like, I mean, there's gonna be one hanging right here. There's gonna be like two more on that little like right there. <laughs> and you're gonna be wearing another one. <laughs> yeah, and then it's all Rashawn Holmes, home away <laughs> alternate city edition. Yeah. Um, the only problem I find with fantasy, but not problem, it's like a good thing to have because guys can just run away with the league. But the only thing that's shitty is that when you get the head-to-head matchups. Like right now in our NHL pool, Brownie and I are the two points leaders in the entire pool. Mind you, it's only week one, but we're the two points leaders in the entire pool and we're facing each other in week one. So one of us is going to walk away with a loss right now and we're like leading pool by so far. (laughs) Like, come on, week one, we're head to head and Brownie is like until literally right now because he has two guys playing currently i only have one guy playing and then we both have he has patty kane and i have to playing later but he was behind me by like three points and now he's ahead of me by 1.5 points oh. it's just a battle because today's the last day of the pool too so like at the end of the day today and i texted him and i was like i'm gonna be screaming for to unassisted points like all night like anytime mm. you see patty kane just look him off <laughs> like yeah i can't yeah. afford to have patty kane getting points tonight because i need to bring it to claw back here but yeah, that's, that's the only the problem one- with just like week to week is like you could just run away with points four in the pool but if you lose your matchup like to someone else who has a hot week like you're just pooched yeah. And I think, like like you said, like you don't want Patty Kane to get points. And fantasy provides a reason <laughs> to hate players, too. Yeah, like, that's I true. Guy, I have a guy in the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson. And he's a stud. This guy's like third year in the league. Like, he's a good centerman. Yeah. Like, probably puts up more points than Rashawn Holmes does, but like I, it was kind of like more expected. Um, but like he's putting up less because Julius Randle's just like the ultimate <laughs> stat pattern. Just holding yeah, on to the teammate. ball. And, like, dude, he's the worst teammate of all time. I would hate playing with this guy. He just does everything himself, and then he like I feel like he doesn't even like care about if the team wins or loses. <laughs> he just wants Crash. the points. He just wants the points. <laughs> Fuck this guy, man. Get Mitchell <laughs> Robinson the ball in the paint. Let him go to work. Let him ease. Yeah. yeah You're like Randall all you just... want is like back downs all day, so you can get points. Like miss yeah. miss points, yeah. so you can grab boards too. <laughs> yeah, like I don't care about Julius Randall. Like, I yeah, hate I hate the yeah. guy. He's just selfish and a cancer in the locker room. I can only assume. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Julius Randle is actually just like a really good teammate. <laughs> uh, he probably, he's probably the best guy ever. But, but I, no, I hate no, to see him succeed on not the for the sake of this argument. Yeah, no, fair man. enough. Uh, you know who are cancers right now is the Steelers. This is specifically the Steelers wide receivers. Now I want to talk about this because drama in other leagues is like the NHL needs it. And I don't think they'll yeah. find a way to get it because of the ho- culture of hockey players. And I respect that. Yeah. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the culture of hockey. I think, but I yeah. think if you want more money in the game, then they probably need to figure out this out. Well, and like, before before yeah. you continue, I just got to add one thing. Like Reed, Reed brought up a good point last night. We were kind of talking about this exact thing. And we said like the only time hockey players are on the move, there's like three times a year. It's draft, trade deadline, and free agent frenzy. Other than those three days, it's kind of like, nothing because yeah. like you said the, the salary cap kind of like fucks it up where like you sign players with like certain contracts that fit your system but don't fit anywhere else so like it's it's tough to move these big name guys whereas the mm-hmm. nba there's more leeway for that in other leagues which makes it more entertaining so i think well, that's just a good point to bring up yeah uh, no that's valid well like you think about the other leagues too like nba mlb they have soft caps so yeah. like there's a cap but you can go over it and like the richer teams will do that and like it kind of allows but the problem like the thing is too it's just it, there's positives and negatives to every to everything like in the nhl they have a hard cap because they don't want the rich teams to be able to just load up their teams and blow out other teams but in the nba you implement the soft cap and the luxury tax i'm pretty sure part of that luxury tax goes towards the revenue of the lower income teams Mm-hmm. So like the wealth is being shared regardless and what, however you want to do it. I just think like 
there needs to be a way to allow player movement to like encourage player movement almost but it sucks because as someone who's a Leafs fan like you're probably looking at guys that will leave like Matthews could just say smell yeah I'm going to the Rangers or some shit like that but at the same time you could also just have big name guys coming here because they say what fucking cap (laughs) like we're gonna pull in Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson all play on the same team. Like you're gonna do do stuff like that. Like I would not want Dray. I have Draymond. I traded his ass, man. These guys sucks. <laughs> okay, but the worst. Yeah, in terms of points, but like in terms yeah. of like the play, but so things like going on in the NBA and the NFL, and I want to talk about the NFL first because I feel like we're gonna have a lot more to say about like the NBA and the shit going on in the NBA, but. Something that went down last week or last weekend, and I don't know if you saw it or if you, how much you've been following the NFL, but the players on the Pittsburgh Steelers, specifically Juju Smith-Schuster, called yeah. out the Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to read this quote. So Juju was interviewed prior to the game, the playoff game against the Browns, and they asked them, or they asked him, sorry, what his thoughts are on the Browns essentially heading into this game. And if the Browns are like a better team than the teams he's played in the past. And especially now the Browns made the first playoffs. This is exactly what he says. No, nah, I think they're still the same Browns team I play every year. I think they're nameless great faces. Um, they has to have a couple good players on, on their team, but at the end of the day, like we, I don't know, like it's, it's the Browns is the Browns. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Browns went out and scored 28 points in the first quarter and led the, led the game 28 nothing after one and basically just played like shut down football after that, just trying to hold off the Steelers. I can't even remember what the final score is. I think it was like 54-38 or something along those lines. Yeah. Like it was a big win for the Browns, and the Browns fucked up the Steelers. And Juju has been known for going out on the field prior to games and dancing for t- his TikTok because he's trying to go off on TikTok and like become TikTok famous. And he, he goes and streams him playing video games. And he's gotten a big following, whatever. And after the Browns win, all their players were quoted just saying stuff like the Browns is the Browns. The Browns is the Browns. <laughs> they were doing his TikTok dance in the locker room and stuff. And Chase Claypool, a rookie wide receiver on the Steelers, goes on his like, live instagram or live tiktok or whatever and says the browns are are classless for doing this and then says you know bad loss but um browns are gonna get clapped next week so it's all good so i think these guys just need to shut up (laughs) yeah at this point you're out your season's done (laughs) just shut up and like start preparing for next season i expect more from a from a canadian player man yeah, seriously. Uh, you're a rookie in the and league. You're a rookie. Like, you're, you're a rookie. It's not like you have all these like all this accolades and things like that to go alongside you. Like you're a rookie. Shut up. Just shut up. Play the game. And to say dumb shit like that, like Browns are gonna get clapped next week. It's all good. Like you guys didn't give them enough bulletin board material going into the game you played against them to sit to have them put up 28 in the first quarter on you. Yeah. Now you're gonna fire them up like Kansas City, obviously Mahomes doesn't doesn't really care. Like this probably isn't gonna bother him, but like like Mahomes probably sitting there just like, can these guys just shut the fuck up? Yeah, like, like why are they motivated? The Browns are so fired up right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like putting these quotes on the wall, getting ready to put their heads through it. Like, can they just fuck off? Like Kansas City just wants to play football and not have to worry about the shit that the Steelers are going around and saying. And then as far as like even following it up in like taking your slice of humble pie juju goes and says i don't regret saying what i said tonight today wasn't our night hopefully the browns show up against the next opponent and do what they did tonight and have a great game he gets like, a little more respectable like a little bit really more go, you can't really go <laughs> back on your comments what said is said you can't be like oh i didn't mean it like so i, I respect him for sticking with his word and when wishing them well but like yeah will figure it out yeah and then like he just goes and says that and then on top of this juju's juju's um contract is up at the end of this year and he goes on his twitch streaming like live streaming video game platform he's playing fortnite and for those who don't know there was like these things that you could buy it's like a a skin for your character so like the out costume that your character wears while you're playing the game it was an nfl uh it's nfl uniforms and you can pick any team in the league so he picks he names the stream because they name all their streams that they go on he names it 
free agent, where should I play? It goes onto his stream and is wearing the uniforms of basically every team in the NFL with his number on it. And was asking I, fans in the chat, where should I play next year? <laughs> I respect the marketing move, but like, it's just not the way to go about your business, man. No, like, not at all. Not at all. But I'm like absolutely loving that sports are back. I'm, like loving it right now. Like, there's no and, end of things to talk about. Like no, there's so the NFL drama, the, the NBA drama is almost like it's, it's not probably quite at the level that the NFL drama is at right now, but you got Harden on the move to Brooklyn, which was nuts. Yeah. Uh, and Kyrie is just a no show. And then like, I saw like, he was like, partying at his sister's birthday, like mask <laughs> yeah. was getting fined. Dude, this guy is like on a multi-million dollar contract, supposed to be the starting point guard of like this championship contending Brooklyn Nets team. And this guy doesn't tell like his coaches or anything. He just packs up and leaves. And is like just partying, going like, man. And their team is get- gross. <laughs> like Their team yeah, their was gross. gross prior to this trade. Yeah. But I think that like, dude, if you're, if you're an athlete, I don't care if you're like getting paid millions of dollars. I don't care if you don't like where you're at. Like you're, you're on a contract, man. You're still, you're still doing a job. You like, have an obligation job, to be there. Yeah. You can't, you can't just say, fuck your contract, pack up and party, Matt, like, and get fined and whatever. Let your team down. You're t- like, it's just so fucked, man. Kyrie is such a clown. Such yeah. a clown. Like, I don't know how they can't sue for like breach of contract. This guy's like, they're paying him to not be there. Yeah, literally. Like, it's it's much different situation if you have an injury or whatever. Or maybe he has something personal going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But it's like, Probably with his actions, like, you don't really know. Like, you, this guy could just be like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be here. And he leaves. I think he's just a strange dude. Yes, he is a very strange Because oh, I remember there was a whole thing about him trying to get in touch with his spiritual. And he thinks and the like, world is flat. A, yeah, he thinks the world's flat. And then he, like, goes out <laughs> and, like go into some long house and gets in touch with this native american like ancestral roots and does like a vision quest and comes back all like, crazy man yeah he's he crazy. was in the uh celtics arena like burning that sage or the whatever incense. it's called yeah the sage. incense yeah get the get the negative no i think it is sage isn't it? i don't know i i think whatever. i think he's it burning might be sage, something. But he's burning it in the arena during pregame get rid of the negative around, so. the negative vibes man yeah this guy's nuts. He's mental. And like when he comes back, I couldn't imagine him being anything but a cancer. Yeah. Like seriously. He's but, just a diva, bro. This guy just like, he just, he yeah. want, I don't know what he wants. What do you want, Kyrie? We're giving you everything. You wanted out of Boston. You got out of Boston. You're on like the, you wanted out of one of the best first, teams the NBA's ever seen. Yeah. Like I get Katie's getting up there in age. Harden literally had the biggest transformation the world's ever seen with his body. Like comes to Houston. <laughs> Okay, can we talk about that? Can we talk yes. about that? So yes, the ability for NBA players to get traded is second to none. Like, so James Harden basically, like I think you touched on a little bit, he pretty much like doesn't show up to camp. He's out partying at strip clubs in Vegas with like rappers and stuff prior to the season during training camp. Like the whole team's at training camp and this guy's out. Mm. They've just gone and traded for John Wall and they add Boogie Cousins to their lineup. And this is like not good enough for Harden. He says, nah, comes to camp, whatever he's playing. He looks like he's gained 60 pounds playing with the Rockets. Like there are photos of him in Rockets camp or not in camp, like in preseason and in his first games at the team where he looks like a rig. Like he is so big. He He looks like he's wearing a fat suit. Yeah, he was a chunky guy. And then basically, long story short, he doesn't want to be in Houston. He's not playing well or like he's not having it. He goes on to, uh, he plays one game with Houston, goes into his post-game interview, and all this is all he says. Um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, have done everything that I can. Um, you know, I mean, this, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that, I don't think it can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. And NBA GMs have said 10 minutes after that, that interview, the trade started. 
like phone calls started being made around the league. GMs were calling each other, like trying to figure out how they're going to get hard into their team, what the moves have to be to make it. Cause I think there was like four teams involved in the trade. Like there was so many moving parts and they said 10 minutes after he goes on the interview and says that he's out. Whereas the NHL Pierre-Luc Dubois says he doesn't want to play in Columbus and he's still playing first line minutes for them right now. Like imagine he walked into a post game interview and just said, I love Columbus giving the city everything I can. This situation is nuts. I can't be fixed. Thank you. Walks well, out. He's like one. He's like a third year guy in the league. <laughs> yeah. like, no, but like you know what I mean. Like he, yeah, imagine just, never, he had that swing of to just get out, and it's like NHL player yeah. would never do that. But the fact that it was like so set in stone, and he's just out of there. And then everyone's doubting what this guy can do. First of all, shows up a picture of him in Brooklyn. He looks like he's lost those 70 pounds that he came or 60 pounds that he came with plus 10. Like he's skinnier than he's ever been in his life. Yeah. And he's in photos shape. in Brooklyn. Good. And then he drops a 30 point triple double. And he's the first player in NBA history to do that with his new team. 30 point triple double. Yeah, it's And that's why I'm like saying like for him to go and be like, Oh, I've done everything I can for Houston. Like, no, you couldn't man. Maybe at the beginning, you did. <laughs> yeah. like to go like you did, it's like an absolute slob. Just like yeah. giving up on your body, giving up on your play, like giving up on your teammates, giving up on the city. Like, Guy was just clearly just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. That's not giving it. That's not giving it your all, man. Like you can't. Like if you want to say like, listen, I'm not happy here. Like and it shows. Get me out of here. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But don't say you've given it your all when you just you haven't. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, I really, really more than anything want to know how the hell he lost all that weight in like three days. <laughs> that's a, I don't know. So like the thing is too, I was looking at pictures. Like how could you have possibly faked? that weight because all he was wearing was his warm-up shirt yeah like what is possibly underneath there and it looks like he's just got like the santa suit on in warm-ups he didn't look that big in the games but he still looked bigger than he did as soon as he got to brooklyn yeah maybe it was just a bad angle like i don't know but there's got it dude it's just so fishy just so weird (laughs) yeah the whole thing is so weird but just one day you're in houston and show up to your post-game interview and you say see you later and then that's it you're out of there yeah but you want to talk about decent post-game interviews i don't know if you saw the one with Jakob voracek the other day oh my god yeah man Voracek essentially gets asked by this reporter from Philly um, about starting the season 2-0 and if they feel any different than they have the last few seasons and like if there's a difference in the team and the morale and stuff. Doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're going to write fucking shit every time. So it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, yeah, it feels different. I mean, we got four points after the first two games. Uh, I, I wasn't even going to answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. Next question. And the whole time Travis Konechny sitting beside him, like giggling, like yeah, he's the, it's like, trying not to like spit out his water that he's drinking. Yeah, there's no way that he saw that coming, and like just the response that he gave Voracek had to know going into it. Like if this guy asked him anything, he was just gonna shit on him. And I yeah. respect the hell out of that move because imagine being a player on the Leafs and like Steve Simmons asks you a question. Or like your Phil Kessel and Steve Simmons ask you a question. I would just want to flip him the bird every time. Like yeah, Steve and then, Simmons. And then he goes and writes an article about how trash you are and twists your words and yeah, like man, he's all, like, some sort of like weird tabloid story out of nothing. Like yeah. yeah, fuck off. So like I respect the hell out of that move. I think that it's so needed in the NHL. Like they need some life like that and everything. But I just thought that was a hilarious interview, just because like it does show like NHL players do have some personality and can give like something other than a generic hockey response yeah. but yeah yeah it's pretty good no i love it man like dude we're, we're all over the map here I'm, I'm going to toss it right back to the uh to the nba talked about okay. NHL, talked about interviews we're just like dude there's so much sports going on it's hard not to kind of like go like, everywhere place yeah, yeah. i i just like i i'm happy that brooklyn made the move they did because i don't want to see lebron succeed yeah well you know how i feel about it yeah i know how you feel <laughs> And the one thing that I like that I think we're not going to get into the whole LeBron Jordan debate as he's a goat, but all I'm going to say is the yeah, 2011 finals. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's fucking hilarious that, that Dirk, well, Dirk's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Probably like yeah. top one or two power forwards of all time, but for LeBron to come in and like start making fun of his illness or whatever at the time. And then just like, 
lose to yeah because the i don't know the, yeah i don't know like the whole concept of it but i guess basically dirk was sick right i can't even yeah. remember like what had happened to him and then lebron started like going well, he's walking the, the tunnel like, with like Dwayne wade and chris bosh in miami yeah. and they're like, <laughs> like pretending to cough and pretending to be sick yeah like making fun of him and then dirk just goes out and yeah and wins the championship on miami's home court on miami's home court with like probably the most probably the the last like earned championship in basketball and like everyone wants to complain about super teams and everyone's doing it to and they're like oh everyone's doing it to stop lebron it's like lebron's the first person to go and build a super team like going to Miami was such a super team move. And he's literally the first person to just get up and move because he's not winning or like, he's not happy and stuff. And you want to talk, you, you don't have success in Cleveland. And instead of trying to build in Cleveland, he just gets up and leaves and says, I'm going to Miami to build this team. And then goes back to Cleveland and has them make all these trades and trade away their future. Like look at what position Cleveland is, is in right now. You can't say that's anything other than because of what LeBron did there. Like he literally made them trade away absolutely everything to get the players that he wanted on that team. And then he goes to the Lakers and you say, Oh, well, he's just playing with what he has. No, no, no. He literally went there, traded away the young talent that they had, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo ball, like all these draft picks, Josh Hart, all these different guys to bring in Anthony Davis. And they tried to recruit Kawhi on top of it. And Kawhi just said no to them, went to the other LA team. Like, it's not like they didn't try. LeBron and AD. Like oh AD is the best player on that team. Yes. He's the best player on that team. And LeBron, like, it's like everyone just still says, oh, LeBron, whatever, the best player in the league. But how can you be the best player in the league? You're not even the best player on your team. So that's that's my thoughts on it. But this guy goes there and tries to build a super team. And then the Nets go and build a super team, quote unquote. And now everyone's complaining that they've done this. It's like, look across the fucking country to la and see what lebron's doing with this team over there it's not like he's doing anything different like yeah. he literally that's, is just building super team as much as people hate on golden state like dude they did it right man and look at what what miami went to the finals with like you can't to last year to play against the lakers literally jimmy butler um tyler hero bam Adebayo, duncan um, robinson like these guys are not other than Jimmy, these guys are not, and probably Tyler here at some point, but he's a rookie, Duncan Robinson, rookie. Like these guys aren't superstars. Like, and they go and put up a good competition against the Lakers in the finals. But LeBron needs to build super teams because that's the only way he can get his rings. And the thing is, he's still four for 10 or whatever it is. So yeah. tough, tough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, dude, yeah. This guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Speaking um, of guys who don't suck, Connor McDavid, bro. Man, that guy might score 800 goals. <laughs> Did you watch him play against the Canucks in that game that he had the other no, day? No, man, I missed it. Was? I, I had the game on like at the beginning, and then I think Rashawn Holmes was playing, so I turned, I turned it off. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so OC texts me before the game and basically says, like, guarantee McDavid scores tonight. I don't think he scored in the opener, so he's like, there's no way he doesn't score tonight. And uh, he scores, obviously, like the first goal of the game. And then he texts me after and he goes, this guy like might have three or more tonight. Little do we know, right after this guy scores two more straight, puts up a hat trick, gets an assist later in the game, four point night. How do you, how do you do? Like he is so dominant. It's not even funny. It is honestly embarrassing because the thing is though, the rest of Edmonton is so is not good. Like yeah. Edmonton is not good. And then McDavid well, will Zach just Cassie playing your the top six. Yeah. But McDavid will just single-handedly score three goals and then just like get an assist on an empty netter, four point night, and they'll win four one. Like yeah. what are you supposed to do? One guy beat you. One guy. And how do you stop that? Like there's nothing you can do. He's so good. It's not like McDavid has like made hockey like basketball in the sense that like one guy can can alter a game. Because before it's it was just, never like that. Yeah, it's he, just even hard. Sidney Crosby. He like he obviously is a dominant player. 
but he yeah. never really could like take over because he still had Malkin and Latang. Even it's like coming. Gretzky like, was probably like that though. Yeah, Gretzky was definitely like that. Maybe maybe like Lemieux too, but like yeah, it's an it's mental that this guy can just walk into a game and just say yeah, this is mine and like put a, flip the switch and go bananas. Yeah. Especially and, in like modern NHL like, where everybody's training, everybody's power skating, everybody has like the best like access to like all the training and skills. Like like the skill gap is not that far. No, but for yeah, him, it's, it's insane. This is insane. Um, so there's one thing that uh, I want to bring up because it's just kind of an all-time video. I'll see if I can pull it up on my phone right now. This morning, uh, I'm working out, and this song comes on on my uh, phone, like onto my playlist, and it's a classic hockey pump-up song. Okay. So. As I'm listening, it's getting me fired up. And it was like a song that I was thinking, A, I think it should be brought back. And it should be a song that is just like normalized as playing in the bars. Because I think people (laughs) would go absolutely bananas in the bar if they heard this song come on. But basically, a little while back, one of our buddies, uh, Brownie, sends this video in the group. And it's this crazy Bruins fan. And the Kerncraft 400 song is like, it's that classic Oh, 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 you know, oh, 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 so this guy he loves the Bruins, he goes out on the street. This is like while the Leafs are playing in the Bruins in the in the cup playoffs a couple years ago, and this is the video he puts together. Bruins, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. So that part there at the end when he's banging his stick <laughs> it's that oh 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 it's him banging his stick and he's got and he's, a wooden stick <laughs> Is he just by oh, himself in wooden. his driveway or something? Like is he outside? Yeah, yeah. and he's wearing a Bruins hat. And it flat brim, and he just like puts it down. He like pulls it. He's like, but ruins. Oh, <laughs> but this is an all time video. And I wish people like, would make something like this for the Leafs because if this guy was a fan for like of your team, I can't think of anything other than I would want to see pregame. Like, imagine the Leafs are about to go on the ice taking like TSN hockey and tsn just starts playing that in the background is like leafs oh so i feel like i don't think boston oh my god no no still like you know what i mean like guys would just be putting this on their twitter you should do the ceremonial puck drop (laughs) yeah out on the ice with a stick like give them a microphone so you can do it in front of the twenty thousand fans everybody would be on their feet yeah it would that just would be, be an the- absolutely electric. Oh but this guy God. might be one of my favorite. I hate the Bruins, but he might be one of my favorite like hockey characters there is just because of the it's passion like that he has. Human being. And then he ends up on top of this. Some high school in Massachusetts brings him out for a pep rally. So all I can think about is Bill oh Crowther's homecoming. God. So the stands are packed full of people. He comes running out. He's high-fiving people down the lane. Like he's oh. got his stick in his hand, his hat on his head, just high-fiving everyone down the row. Everyone's going nuts. He goes to the center circle of the gym and he's banging his stick doing that. And they're playing Kern the whole stadium is jumping up and down to Kerncraft 400 and he's just in the middle banging his stick i couldn't imagine the uh, like electricity going through that building that high school gymnasium as this guy is getting ready for the game oh man like i would i would just do some despicable things for that (laughs) to have been like a homecoming event well, because remember too, we would have the chance where you're in the stands. Like I always remember we would go to like the rowdy section or whatever of our high school homecomings oh, and yeah. like you're in the stands. And then what's that chant where they're like, they get one person says it and then everyone else screams back. So it's like, I believe. And then everyone in the stands yells, I believe. And then it goes back until it I builds up that. to the point that, yeah, it goes I back and forth until will, blue. Yeah. We will and then the whole stands is jumping up and down chanting. Like, I believe that we will win. Like, imagine that. And then on top of that, you have 
uh, Bruins guy come out like Colts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get more fired up than that. That would be oh. absolutely ideal. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I'm just <laughs> I, I'm ready to run through a wall right now and just just singing it myself with you. Yeah. Oh my god. The guy fires so, me up. What else? <laughs> just just things that make you go, wow. And just so just so much juice, so much energy. Tim McGraw in movies. That gives me life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Tim McGraw in movies, I feel like it's so underrated. Tim McGraw, like the country singer, sick country singer. And I have seen more movies with Tim McGraw in the last month than I've ever seen in my life. That being said, I'd never seen The Blind Side and I'd never seen the movie Wait, for Christmas. Hold on, I'll pause, 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 pause. You have never seen The Blind I've seen Side. it now. I've seen it now. When did you watch it for the first time? November? <laughs> this year. <laughs> like 2020, yeah. Heinous! <laughs> That's heinous! That's terrible! <laughs> You can't yeah. tell me you've never seen one of the best movies of all time. Have you seen Moneyball? Is that have you seen? Okay, relax, you seen? relax. Obviously, I've seen Moneyball. I've seen Moneyball well, like eight hundred well, times. <laughs> the Blind Side's on par with Moneyball, like in terms of like it's one of those. I don't know who the because it's based. They're based on books. Michael Lewis, I think, is the guy who makes all these books on like sports stories okay. and stuff. And he did. I think he did like The Big Short as well. And, uh, like that's not so, a he just does all, all those like no, it's not. But he, he writes about just like different like real life events okay and michael lewis is a g but dude to, to not see the blind side since november or until november of last year is criminal criminal i'm glad you've seen it like i'm happy you've seen it now what did you think what are, the, what are your thoughts well yeah it's an incredible movie it's a great movie yeah but like okay here's the thing and you can we can discuss this is was is the blind side something you would watch like multiple times because to me moneyball yes. every time okay, like, it's on i don't TV know or anything i watch it i don't go out of my way to watch it but if it's on i'll watch it okay like i don't know i would watch blind side again i would for sure but i don't think the blind side would be something that i would like specifically be like yeah i want to watch the blind side again like moneyball moneyball i could watch a million times it's one of my favorite movies ever like moneyball Slapshot, Miracle on Ice. Those are like some like we favorite gotta movies. Pull, I, think it's a, I think it's like kind of a, a good debate point. Like which Michael Lewis film do you like better? Do you like the Moneyball or Blindside? I think we should put a poll on the story and see which one comes out ahead. Because I think it would be closer than you think. Well, yeah. And I th the thing is, like, I think the Blindside is more of like a feel-good thing to like non-sports fans too. Whereas yeah. Moneyball well, is like something you would appreciate. football related, I swear. Okay, true. So she's a big football movie gal, so she'll always watch The Blind Side. Now. Okay. That's probably because I think like time. Moneyball is something that, like, if you love sports or like you're really into sports, like, that's something that really like is intriguing to you. Just be obviously, things didn't happen exactly as they happen in the movie. It's exaggerated for yeah, film, for, but yeah. the way that it goes down is so badass of just Brad Pitt, like his character and like the way he's playing G or like being and Jonah GM. Hill is, is amazing. Jonah Hill, yeah. It's so funny. Like, I think of the one scene where he just hires Jonah Hill from uh, the, the Indians. And, like, he calls him. And he's sitting there in his, like, living room. And he's like, would you have drafted me in the first round? And then he's like, don't don't bullshit me. Like, would you have drafted me in the like, first round? I know you were looking me up on the computer after we took the like, <laughs> Yeah. And Jonah Hill is like, no, I wouldn't. Drafted you in the seventh round. No signing bonus. You would have gone to college. And then you would have, like, made the team after college. Some shit like that. And it's like so badass. And he's like, Pete, I just bought you from the Indians. <laughs> yeah. But he gets him yeah, to come and he's like, Did you do the scouting reports I gave you? And he's like, Yeah. He hands him this huge book. He's like, How many did you do? He's like, 48. And he goes, I only asked you to do three. And he goes, Yeah. Well, I actually did 51. I don't know why I just lied to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit like that. It's just such a good movie. And like how he doesn't watch the games, their interactions with the players, trading guys, all that shit. It's so funny. And just how badass he was in terms of like Billy, like Billy Bean and him actually doing this and to build the team under the pressure and the financial situation that they had. Just going against everything traditional baseball stood for and just getting yeah. in touch with the analytical side for the first time, like ever yes uh and it's pretty cool i think the blind side touches like like you said with non-sports fans kind of yeah. touches that more like it pulls human. on the heartstrings it pulls on the heartstrings but it's, i think okay, it's I, so funny that michael Orr, the real michael Orr, hates the movie 
Yeah. Hates it. Yeah. Can't stand it. He's like, he blames his like, not, like not bad career. Cause I'm pretty sure he's a Super Bowl champion, but like he blames his lack of success in the NFL to that movie. Oh really? Yeah. The guy I didn't even know that. despises it. He despises it. He's like, yeah, like it, it, I was only, I was just the blind side guy. Like, it was it you could never escape uh, that. Like that that's what it, it kind of detracted from like him him as a player and him as a an actual okay that makes guy. sense makes sense like i don't but know anyways, why you wouldn't wait until McGraw, the guy was though. out of the league though like couldn't you wait yeah until... like after the fact he has to be a player yeah. still yeah yeah like it's he's literally like they made the movie like as it was happening he was in his like maybe second year in the league or first year in the league and they, they make the movie yeah like, that's dude, kind of give aggressive. the guy a break <laughs> yeah okay so back to tim mcgraw though We'll yeah. just touch on it quickly because we're kind of like getting low on time here. But okay. Tim McGraw is in so many movies and I feel like people don't realize. So we'll just touch on some of the bigger ones that people have probably heard of. So he's the dad in the blind side. If you've ever seen Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn, he's Vince Vaughn's brother in, in Four Christmases. He's in Friday Night Lights. He's in Tomorrowland. And if you've ever seen the animated, I think it's Disney or Pixar, one of those kind of film companies, the animated movie Home on the Range, he's in that too. This guy is so versatile. At this point, he's almost just an actor who's also sick at singing. Like Tim McGraw is in so much shit that I feel like people don't don't realize. It's insanely impressive. Yeah, good for good for Tim. Honestly, let's give Tim a lot of the week this week. Yeah, shout out Tim McGraw, the most yeah, versatile person. <laughs> yeah, crank light, lot of the week. Congrats, Tim. Hope you see us and come on as a guest one day. I mean, we we had Tim Hicks. We could yes. always add another Tim to the arsenal. Yes, exactly. Tim. <laughs> okay, well, you want to get into your uh, be better kind of before we close out the show? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So I was walking to my girlfriend's house last night. She was like, I know it's locked down soon. Sorry. Uh, she's in my social circle. Yeah. It's fine. So I'm walking down the street, and what might be better is, is I'm, I'm outside of her apartment, like, trying to get a buzz in, just hanging out. And I see this guy leave the, leave, like, the house across the street, and his friends were like, oh, like, are you good to get home? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm good. This guy stumbles out, eats shit off the front porch falls in the snow starts rolling around in the snow comes across starts trying to chat me up i'm like man there's a pandemic like don't talk to me like go away yeah and this guy like starts walking up and down the street just pacing and, and falls across the street in that other grass and then he's trying to like bang on their door again screaming he goes around the back of their house trying to like break in and i'm like oh my god what a mess and then i'm thinking I'm like it's not even a party like it's locked down you could have like your housemates and that's it like what the hell's going on in that house like and the other roommates look fine they right. were like making it one and he's like you want to sleep on my couch i just overheard them yelling at each other like so you know i can get home like but this guy was a train wreck yeah might be a better is to people who get disgustingly blackout at like a four or five person like r- roommate hangout or like a quarantine hangout, like bro right, but are you out. mostly just calling out like if the one person gets in one yes if not okay, if like if everyone into it, gets in one if everybody gets into it like if you want to have a go night with your roommates by all means yeah but if you're just yeah. hanging out and one yeah. person is just off the rails and you got to end up babysitting that person. <laughs> yeah. Especially, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Be better. Yeah. Cause I know like as soon as quarantine started, when I was still at school, we were playing poker uh, at night and there was nights like we would go to the LCBO and we would just like pick up a couple of two sixes of like Captain Morgan and like me, Han, Simmer, Josh and AJ would just sit down and play poker and just split like, two or three two sixes amongst us just like go yeah. to town on it and like pick up a 12 like pick up a 12 pack of tall boys and just crush them between like two people for, just for like a casual like sit down because we're like we're in quarantine and i have to get up tomorrow and i have one online class <laughs> like Wait. so but i, I think yeah, it's like fine. a group effort it's dangerous it's a group effort but yeah. you're drinking with your roommates and having a, having a blast having a guys night playing poker watching sports yeah. whatever by all means, do what you got to do. Have fun. It's different when it's safe, one person, it's, though. It's different when it's one person, and the guy didn't even live there. Like, because clearly you had to <laughs> he's walk a guest. Else. He's a guest. He was a guest, and everybody else was fine. And yeah. this guy's falling around, rolling around in the snow, doing snow angels at like <laughs> yeah. in the morning or whatever it was. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. 
Like I, no, I was, I good. was, like I, I was in one too. It wasn't like I could hold my own. Oh wasn't my needing help. <laughs> oh no, I could walk across the street without falling over. Yeah. Oh Fair God. enough. I like that. Be better though. Like just take you it down and play with it. especially just, if you're just the read guest. the room. Read yeah. the room. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's about it. Episode sixty-three, a banger. Like we brought the heat. We brought a lot of sports talk to this one, but I think it's fair. Like there's a lot going on, and I think though that the way we we try to like talk about sports is more in like a relatable kind of way just to the average oh, yeah, person we're not we're not like experts on anything by by any means like this no, is all we just, aren't analysts no we watch more the sports, just what's going the news. on and what the hell do we think about them yeah, yeah. so i kind of like that how we went through those even like the fantasy sports and just like how we how our teams are doing and stuff i can't wait to hear about rich 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 i'm gonna search up how to say his name actually i think it's i think it's rashawn i could be wrong I, okay rashawn because i don't want to just completely continue to butcher this guy's name yeah i think you're right i think it's rashawn okay so rashawn holmes i can't wait to hear about rashawn holmes and how good of a player this guy is for your team and how your your undefeated auto draft team continues because you've been making moves too that you were saying like you made a bunch of trades and stuff so yeah i think you don't screw up that auto draft chem (laughs) no man i know i know i better not like i've been good so far yeah um i'm pretty active on the thing like i probably use this is probably my most used app in the last like month okay fantasy app i literally live on this thing i'm like i'm on it right now kobe white's having a shit first quarter let's see who else uh mitch robinson just finished his game just shy of a double double marcus smart kind of lackluster performance this afternoon the afternoon games are getting to my team so Mm. i don't know what it is but it's all right. Hey, before we go though, before we go, we got it. You posed a question to me earlier on that you saw on a TikTok or something. I think we should touch on that briefly before we before we say goodbye. Okay. Yes, this one's the last one, just to put people's brains in a blender before we head out of the show here. So, I want to know. I saw this on TikTok, and I've gone back and forth with uh, some friends regarding what the hell the answer to this one is. Do straws have one hole or two? And I'll give you my answer so that you can kind of like, actually, no, no, no. I want to hear what your original thoughts are, because then I'll take you through the entire process I've gone through and see where we differ, like see what you think after I explain it. Okay. So do straws have one hole or two? I'm going to say straws have two holes. Okay. I'm going to say straws have two holes. And you may think, hey, well, they're connected. There's like a a cylinder that connects one to the end, and it's, it's one single passage. It's one hole. But my thought process behind this is you see a hole in the ground that may or may not lead to, to anywhere. It's still a hole. Like, so it's like, oh, there's a hole in the, it's a hole. There's a hole in the ground. Doesn't connect anywhere. doesn't have a, like, a, 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 like an exit, like directly beneath it. So I think if that's the, if you can like look at a hole in the ground and think that's a hole without it like being like a two ended straw shape, Okay. Then you can take that same approach and be like, you, there's one entrance on one side and one entrance on the other, and there's two holes, and the tunnel to the tunnel is kind of like canceled out. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So my original thought was that it had two holes as well. Uh, I kind of ended up shifting to, and it's almost like a, a cheating way to get around it is it has one hole, two openings. Yeah. So my thought is that the, the straw itself is one hole, but it has two openings that you could have. And I kind of like started to relate it to like a train tunnel. If you have a train tunnel, like let's say it's under a bridge or something where like the train goes through, you have one hole but there's two openings to that tunnel, but it's one yeah. hole. But then would a straw so that's be like, considered a, a tunnel and less of a hole or less of like one or two holes? It'd, it'd just be a tunnel. It's a completely different classification. But then, so so then it, are you going to have to put a tunnel and a hole in like two different categories? I feel like I'm losing brain cells having this conversation. I know. That's what I was like. I literally so had to search up definition of a hole and I'll, and I'll pull, pull it up right now. Okay. So, so on Google, 
A hollow place in a solid body or surface. A small okay. or a small or unpleasant place. So, uh-huh. like, the thing is, though, that I think that, okay, so this, on, on the bottom of this case, there is one hole. And I think this is the similar concept to what you were saying about, like, in the ground. Because there's no escape. Like, there's no other side to it. It's just one hole in this case, like this charging case. So, it has one hole. But I think once it has an escape to the other side, I still think it's one hole. I just think it has two openings. I, I, I googled, does a straw, is a straw have one hole or two holes? And the first thing that comes up is, doesn't really give me anything. It goes, the Oxford, it brings up the definition like you brought up. And then it goes, which would, which would seem to lend credence to team one hole. Team two holes argues that a straw has an entrance and an exit and thus has two holes. But then... People also ask underneath the recommended is a straw a hole or a tunnel. So oh, okay, so there <laughs> is like a differentiation. Right, cl- clearly, we're on the right. Uh, we're on the right thinking. Like we have the right thinking strategy going on. Okay. I don't know if there's an, actually an answer to this question. Now I'm seeing a bunch of stuff about Andrew, and that doesn't make sense. So, so it's just let's just leave it at that. Let's let the, let's let the, the listeners kind of get back to us, and we'll we'll fire that out under story as well. We'll have the okay. blind side versus money bowl. We'll have is a straw a hole or a tunnel. Let's get those out to the people. Let them decide. That being okay. said, we are running low on time. Yep. So great app, Philly. This great is probably app. one of our most electric apps that we've had in, in a long time. Yeah. I think it's a good one. Um, that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in as always. Catch us next week. Same time, same place, same lawn chairs. Cheers, lads and ladettes. Cheers.